0: You
1: talking to me? Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Then well, who the hell else are you talking to? talking to me? i funny how, I mean funny how, I I'm Peter Binkman. We all go a little mad sometimes. Man, doesn't time this you want answers I think I'm entitled you want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth
2: yes bartender uh uh fosters please we don't
1: know do fosters
2: oh you don't have fosters on the pump only cans I can well, cans it has to be Foster's, yes. Only cans. Great, thanks. Two, 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 bar- two yeah. cans of Foster's it is. Great, here we go. So, Andy.
1: Oh. In young sure drinks, oh. gentlemen. Oh, the
2: nectar. Do you know what they say in Australia about Foster's? What? We keep the best and export the rest. Foster's. Get it out of our fucking country. Wow. Yes. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Welcome, Andy, to Frame by Frame. Yes, thank you. It's um, find ourselves in nice surroundings in this pub. Um, it's quite nice.
2: The gardener's arms in Letchworth. Well, just on the boundary of Letchworth, we've managed to work our way through from the borough of London.
0: Yeah, we were at the Winchester. and uh, We're trying to find our way home, basically. And um, we found the Winchester pub uh, in London. Yeah, We that's had a few drinks there, and then we've just sort of done a little pub crawl and we've got as far as here.
2: I think we're doing all right, we considering all we've right. got no money and no transportation and no no need to get home very much in a hurry. So uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, we haven't got anyone at home waiting for us or worried about us, so it's fine. So.
2: It's great, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. But
2: this pub, I tell you what, it, its it's been through a lot, considering it was used in the, um, that uh, Edgar Wright film, World's End. Oh yeah, which
0: was part of like a trilogy of
2: films, wasn't it? Yes, you're right. I think you're right there. I'm, I'm right? onto something. You're onto something here. Oh, Hang on, the winch. You, we were in the Winchester. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought it looked familiar. Look. Yes, that would be why there was all those like cadavers, if
0: you were, and little, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, the broken window which we yeah. went into. Yeah, because we they went, didn't either. have a door and. uh And all those dead bodies outside and uh, burning cars. um...
0: So, what we're trying to get to is that we're going to talk about the Cornetto
2: trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very subtle, am I? Not really. Subtle as a brick being (laughs) smashed against the head of 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 a film thematic like me. Andy, so we've obviously given away the fact that we're actually hungry to talk about these three films.
0: Yes, hungry, like a zombie is hungry for flesh animated flesh
2: or hungry as a as a as a space mutant would be for blue, yeah, liquid or
0: or as hungry as um a a man that goes
2: yarp, the whole transition of of buying a pint, drinking it, and then starting the scene, yeah, that's pretty much kind of every scene, really, nearly yeah. The cuts are always like bang, 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 bang as well. Really yeah. quick cuts, which was kind of inspired by the um, the, uh, the the direction of Darren Aronofsky and the uh, music mm. and also um, the director of Pi, who you know, pretty much that film was all about those cuts. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite an interesting technique, and it's very consistent for all these three films.
0: Yeah, and Edgar great filmmaking signature. Yeah, it's his thing. He does it in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It's exactly. Very similar.
2: Which, is, which was made before World's End and after Hot Fuzz that one, wasn't it? I think, was it? Yes, it was, yeah. was yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like... It was critically acclaimed, but not many people went to see it, but it's built like a cult following. I think it's more than made its money, about with DVD and Blu-ray sales, but, but its bit, initial release, yeah. it didn't do very well.
2: I think from the profit margins from Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which were both made on such a meagre mm. um, um, budgets. Yeah, I think he, he earned it. I think it was a film that that was a film that he just really wanted to make and just wanted to have a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, and he certainly certainly played that up. But let's let's go back in time to two thousand and four. Yes, Shaun of the Dead. How did you come about Shaun of the Dead?
0: Um, I went watching it at the cinemas. I was, I was a big fan of the TV series based, which is of course where. Um, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost all work together. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, that the series is brilliant. I oh, still wish he made a third, but sort of. But then the, born out of that, yeah. I have one of those episodes where he's playing Resident
2: Evil. Art, yeah, the film. Was, yeah, the, film no, the was art. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he's playing. Um, yeah, he's playing Resident Evil. Then all of a sudden, he just looks aside and there's, you know, the zombies and. Mm-hmm.
1: You want a piece of me? Come get some Uh, uh. Heads up
2: sneak up on me like that mm. one want a cup of tea
1: yes
0: he's just so into the game that he sees zombies and it? we've all done that we've all oh, played
2: yeah. games of, you know um, which, which that's why I think Grand Theft Auto is a really freaking dangerous thing <laughs> so oh. I'm glad I don't drive because I would be one of those people who really gets involved in well I had that
0: when I played Tomb Raider I always wore shorts.
2: <laughs> it's like Tetris for some reason I found it funny to drop <laughs> odd, odd odd shapes down elevator shafts to see if they just fit in <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things <laughs> Dr Mario God oh it could go on but yeah, yeah. it's it's um, um, where were we? Yeah, so art episode three of Spaced. Yeah, and
0: um, yeah, I think it gave them the idea to perhaps one day make like a, their own zombie film. Yeah. And what came out of uh, what Simon and Edgar Wright wrote was
2: Dawn of the Dead. A coincidence? Coincidentally, didn't uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead come out in two thousand and four?
0: It did. Yeah, um, but they
2: they were both in production at the same time. Yeah. That's quite astonishing, actually, because I always thought that Shaun of the Dead was after and it was a direct parody.
0: And who wrote the remake of Shaun
2: of the Dead? Um, James Gunn. Really? Yeah. Oh, I do know that um, Edgar Wright was a, had a cameo in Land of the Dead. And, and Simon Pegg. Oh, he was so yeah, they they. in that as well? They were obviously invited because they were, they were uh, the fans of... And I think maybe George Ram- Romero probably really like Charlotte Dead*, really, because I can imagine that he would really love that film. It's,
0: yeah, let's talk about the film then. It's, yes. It's really, really good.
2: <laughs> it is really well, it's Well, it's, it's one of those films where you do kind of just suspend your, your um, critic inside of you because you don't need him. It's just
0: Ed doesn't have too many friends. Can I get any of you cunts? Drink.
2: I didn't sit there, go, you know, picking anything apart. It was just all so well done.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I could have, but I didn't.
0: What well, the attention to detail, which you got from Space, because Space was just littered with film references. And yeah, this entire film is just basically made up of film references. You know, it's from the got music.
2: Of kind of reminds me of Don't Look Now. Um, when uh, the, the the blood seeps through on the pictures. and that. There is a lot of references that are kind of intertextuality or, or dependent on what you know mm. um, that they probably actually didn't intend for you to actually call upon. So it's that good. It works on so many levels because you are able to find your own references. Oh, absolutely. So, um,
0: so let's talk about the levels then. It, yeah. w-
2: it works... As a as a zombie film, a zombie film, yeah, it's freaking hilarious. If you can just switch off to the references, you've got all the all the uh, the blood and gore and the excitement. Yeah,
0: it works as a really funny comedy.
2: Yes, comedy pretty much is the
0: uh, the, the primary. And, and this sort of coined that phrase, the rom com zom
2: Rom com zom That yeah. was actually on the poster, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah. the very first romantic comedy with zombies.
2: Yes, to be followed up with warm bodies, which turned out to not be so romantic or funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think this was pretty successful because there is kind of a love story in this. There is not with the woman and the man; it's between the two friends. Because you know, uh, you know, you've got Ed who becomes a zombie and he's he's still there at the end playing games. Um, But yeah, it's it's nice. It's a nice all round film there's, there's nothing in this film that really puts me off no. make pushes me out of the reality the fantastic thing about these films that, that Shaun of the Dead especially is the, uh, the idea of, of perpetual adolescence
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that uh, idea that um, the characters in these stories have to grow up
1: Yeah,
2: but ironically they end up doing exactly what they do sitting at home playing games killing things in order to actually be a member of the normal human race and to be actually to grow beyond that sitting on the couch they have to go out and kill a load of zombies and fail miserably at doing so but succeed in the end because they actually survived which is all that they were actually came out to do yeah yeah that's interesting yeah. It is, the, the parallels are quite quite fascinating to me you know
0: the scene in the pub when um, he's just a bit, Sean's just been dumped by his, his girlfriend. At
2: the beginning, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, he basically Ed's trying to cheer him up. Hmm. And everything he says to him in that little scene, he, he foreshadows the film. Would it, would it have <laughs> so list Ed tries it to cheer Sean up, so he says, we'll have a bloody Murray, first thing, now. Mary. Mary is the girl, you know when the, they find the zombies in the garden? Yes. And they kill that woman, that's Mary, she's called Mary. Bloody Mary. The actor mm-hmm. wrote a comic um, about what happened to Bloody Mary and so, Yeah? Yeah, yeah, which is out somewhere. Then have a bite at the king's head, which happens. Uh, couple at the little princess, that's his girlfriend's apartment, couples, alright? Yes. We'll stagger back here, they pretend to be zombies to get back to the Winchester, bang, bang, here for shots, where bang, they end up shooting bang all the here zombies. For shots. So that one little scene foreshadows everything that happens in the film.
2: Jesus Christ. I'm that telling is, you, this script
0: is brilliant.
2: That is really, yeah. That's that's food for thought for when you're writing a script to just go back and just do that. I mean, that's, that's gorgeous.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. Really. Totally,
2: did, totally didn't see it, though. So, well done for finding that.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, you, yeah you're welcome. For,
2: <laughs> for, to make lists. <laughs> to make lists. <laughs> that, that wasn't even worth 1 to 22 <laughs> that wasn't even worth bringing music out to to over, overlay on it so, and uh, thank goodness you stole that notepad from, I wanted uh, to just to make a, a <laughs> sort of
0: list of all the easter eggs that are in Sean of it
2: go for it you must have
0: got some of them um, so we've got um, the, the he's the on the phone the, the yeah and he's on the phone to his mum and then Ed's like we're coming to get you Barbara is out of Night in the Living Dead we're coming to get you, Barbara. Right.
2: No, didn't get that one. Didn't get that one. Let's, let's just score this up now, okay? Every time we, we win, I'm going to get a bell.
0: Many of the zombie extras are fans of the TV series Space, which also starred Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and were also directed by Edgar Wright, which we know. They were recruited through the Spaced Out fan website to be in the film. Did you know what? Oh my god. So How amazing. Is so, that? to be the zombies, we're all just the fans of the film.
2: It makes you think that Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg just are so nice. For, too nice for this business it's incredible love it
0: yeah I'm so happy Simon Pegg is writing the next Star Trek film <laughs> because he wrote these films and I think they're, they're, they're just brilliant I honestly think Sean of the Dead is one of the best comedy be, films ever Yeah, I really do
2: yeah cool and, and yeah I'm, I'm on board with that definitely it's like American Werewolf in London for me.
0: Right. Yeah. This is going to be nerdgasm. Uh, I, I can imagine, yeah. yeah. Sean works at Forey Electronics. Ken Forey was one of the stars of Dawn and the Dead. Shit. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, layers, layers. Um, at one point, a Zombie can be glimpsed wearing a yellow cycling helmet and lycra shorts. He's played by comedian Michael Smiley, who made an appearance in space as a bicycle courier named Tigers.
2: Did you want a cup of tea, Task?
0: I couldn't eat a thing. My stomach's like a walnut.
2: Did you going to have tea?
0: No, no, no solids.
2: Something orange? Uh, water. Uh, <laughs> He's
0: brilliant in space. The game that Ed is playing through the movie is Time Splitters 2. The Time Splitters themselves are dimension-hopping zombies. Uh-huh. The zombie that Sean and Ed find in the garden is Mary, the checkout girl from the film's credit montage. A short story detailing her transformation into one of the undead was featured in uh, programme 1384, of classic British sky comic, 2000 AD the issue went on sale 7th of April 2004 the shirt was called this something about Mary and was written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright Shit, at the end of the film as Sean flicks through TV channels a voice can be heard saying that claims that the epidemic was due to rage infected monkeys have now been dismissed as bit and Liz turns off the TV yeah. before the voice yes. is sentenced. the voice is referenced in 28 days later got you yeah? okay Sean complains that Ed isn't his boyfriend and says, thanks, babe, and in Space Series 1, he does the same thing. He's not my boyfriend. Might be a bit warm, the cooler's off. Thanks, babe. The, distribut- the, dis- uh, the distributor production logos at the start have an excerpt from The Gong by H. Chappell played over them. This track was used to great effect in Dawn of the Dead. They're flicking through the yellow pages. Sean finds the number for the restaurant... That does all the fish. is called Fucci's uh, restaurant. A reference to the Italian horror director Lucio Fucci. Fucci yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, when the Universal logo appears at the start of the film, the music playing is taken from the soundtrack to the original Dawn of the Dead. Also, the end credits feature a new recording in the infamous shopping mall music from the same film. Yes. Okay. Did I you get
2: No. Nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was just trying to inject some enthusiasm from myself to say yeah, I like that. I like that <laughs> reference because it reminds me of something. The TV
0: news reports Sean and Ed watch feature an Anchorman who utters the exact same phrases as the TV report in Night of the Living Dead. When Sean comes into work, one of his co-workers mentions something about someone named Ash. Ash is from the Evil Dead trilogy. <laughs> the choreographed pool cue beating of the zombie in Winchester is a carefully referenced homage to the balletic... Assault and the Homeless Man in the Clockwork Orange. Did you know that?
2: Really? Is that the one with the dildo or the. the... No, no, you know when they beat up the homeless man? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the way they turn. I actually watched it and it's the same. Really, oh my god! In, that, right, I because just, I could tell it was definitely choreographed, and it was it was done to, to show that they they basically can't beat this guy up with puke, with cue sticks. That's all I got. Yeah, I got on a very music. easy level. Yeah, it's yeah because it was Queen. Yeah,
0: wasn't it Queen? I've got you know that song. Yeah. I always found this out when I was looking into all this. The yeah. songs don't stop me now. Don't, don't stop me, me now. I'm having such a good time. You know what yeah. he wrote that song about? It's ruined the song for me. Um, they got, I think they got like a number one or something like that. So as a sort of well-done you, the manager of the band rented 40 Rent Boys yeah. and a hotel room for Freddie Mercury to do what he want with them for the weekend. Jesus and that song Christ. was written about that. Don't stab me now, i having such a good time. Or um, oh, oh two. Or oh three.
2: Or oh four. Well, oh, my God. How many balls? 80. Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's four. Go and buy their own. My God, but what an incredible no wonder I mean no wonder he, he had the fate the yeah, that he the, had the,
0: the the AIDS
2: oh shit man literally <laughs> next
0: what number are we on um, the line get behind me get behind me when fighting off the zombies in the pub is a direct mm-hmm. lift from Han Solo's line in Star Wars okay Chris Martin of UK pop band Coldplay who appears as himself on the news report near the end of the film promoting Zombaid also plays a zombie Oh, After Sean and yeah, Les escaped yeah. the basement of the Winchester, he can be seen playing the zombies walking past the phone box from right to left. Oh, <coughs> man. Sean berates Ed for calling the creatures zombies. Remember that? And he said, don't say that. Don't call them don't zombies. Say the that's because in Dawn of the Dead, the zombie word is never mentioned
2: ah, once.
0: Yeah. Uh, when Sean finds his zombie housemate in the shower, he utters the words join us in a half whispered tone. And that's what the zombies oh, yes. say to Ash in The Evil Dead.
2: Yeah, I've heard that several times Joy yeah, I think things. it's mainly out kind of, of evil dead yeah. clubs. Join us. Join us. Join us. They it, maybe thing. they parody from that source all the time. Because, because the way yeah. he
0: says it, he says, So if you're feeling better soon, join us. And he said that he sort of whispers it. Yeah, <clears throat> Cool. Um, I think you probably saw this but the scene in which Sean and Liz leave the basement via the lift through the hatch into the smoke and orange light that's yes. lifted directly out of the Empire Strikes Back when Wando Calrissian goes da up da to da get da yeah you know when you go yes. up to get Luke yes direct lift um, direct lift, lift. <laughs> yeah. and then um, one other thing I just wanted to talk about and then we can talk about other stuff is you remember you know the part where he bumps he bumps into his old friend and there's sort of like there's a the queue of them and it's sort of like the, the there's, a, there's opposite a, there's of,
2: a yeah it's like a dimension of of the same people but there's uh, you know the what's his name from uh, Little Britain's in there David one Yeah, well interesting from,
0: thing about that Luke it's the first three pers in the gang all played opposite to each other on other British sitcoms so Simon Pegg and Jessica Hine yes. obviously Tim space. and Daisy in space. The three and eight, which was Lucy Davis and Martin Freeman, were Dawn and Tim in the office. Yes,
2: they were, yes. Oh, God, I, I then, should have known this. Yeah, I should have seen this one. And then
0: four and 18, which was Dylan Moran and Tamsin Greg, both play Bernard and Fran in Blackbooks.
2: No, and unfortunately, what's his name, the last guy? Luke, oh. the Matt, Luke, Matt Lucas. Matt yeah, Lucas, yeah, Matt Lucas. Nothing to do with Nick Frost.
1: No,
0: I think it's just the first three. But Wouldn't they all sort of were because, like Simon Pegg was in the second series of Black Books. Yeah. Bill yeah. and wrote Black Books and starred in it and it was just it's great that, you know. Do you know, are
2: <clears> this this <throat> network of people that they they all know each other and they've all grown up together. They both kind of all propelled their careers into these amazing things. They all stem from the same generation. Mm. And they all started about the same time. I think it's incredible this, this British phenomenon of, of, of talent. That's just it's just from it's like not forgetting never forget your friends yeah like,
0: like half the cast of Hot Fuzz were in space you know? yeah, yeah Bill Bailey as you will find out is in space and he comes back through Hot Fuzz Do you want...
2: you're always going to be in my films man oh thanks mate yes absolutely I can, uh, I mean...
0: I can look broody through a
2: window <laughs> and funny enough our film CACO3 it also has a lot of references many 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 film references in it it does. It has the Halloween reference.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> done it again. And that's it. But that is honestly that is it. Shaun and the Dead definitely uh, a classic. It's film. it's
0: just brilliant. It's so so good and, and dark. It's worth noting how dark it is. I mean, he shoots his mother in the head.
2: That yeah. To be honest, that was fueled with a lot of, yeah of emotion and the, and the fact that the that he failed. You know, he failed to protect everybody that he loved and, mm-hmm. and he only ended up saving the, the one idiot friend, Ed. He um, doesn't save Ed because he, he well, turns he, into he, a. He zombie. saves him, in, in other words. It's yeah. like left, the oh, leftovers. Right. He, saved, he, he, he takes yeah. him home in a dolly bag and sticks him in the shed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, he saved what's left of him. Which Bill Niley it? was good in this. He was. I did like Bill Niley in this and I think he makes a very good zombie. Yeah. Just in terms
0: the shed thing. It's uh, at the very beginning. Is the the other roommate played by Peter Serovinovic? Yeah. Um, he says to him, "Why don't you go live in the shed or something?" You know, when he's like, "I'm Ooh, a big foreshadowing, goal Foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. foreshadowing what's
2: going to happen later in the film. Brilliant writing. Nice. It is. It is. And this, this, this is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Do you? Know what? I was a bit sceptical about Simon Pegg writing Star Trek, the new new Star Trek ever, the film. But since watching these three films and knowing his mm. talent for writing and getting into space, which I didn't like to begin with because it was, there was something about it and I think I had to get through it. It's, he's, he's very insidious, mm. Simon Pegg. If you don't like him, if you stick with him, you kind of learn to love him.
1: I and I, I really <laughs>
2: admire that and, and now I'm totally turned around I actually am looking forward to him mm-hmm. writing
0: stuff I think the lucky thing with me is I found Simon Pegg through a comedy series called Big Train do you remember that no Have was you, that his first he, yeah. asked, no he'd done yeah. some things before I think during was a yeah. thing called Asylum which was like all st- like stand-ups we're just doing stand-up in an asylum yeah. so his origin well. is stand-up
2: yeah right. he's not doing okay.
0: stand-up but Big Train it just started with this um if Simon Payne comes up on a bike.
2: Excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Um, do you speak English? No, I don't. Sorry. Oh. Um, my car's broken down, and I wondered if you could tell me where to find a garage. Yeah, well, you know that's that's wasted on me. I don't I don't understand what you're saying. I you don't speak any English at all. Not a
0: word. No. It's one of those things where I wish I paid more attention in school. But um... excuse me, excuse me. Sorry. Do you speak any English? English? No. That's uh, yes, problem?
1: I don't know. I, I can't understand it.
2: Hi. Uh, my car's broken down and I need to find a garage.
1: No, I'm sorry. I didn't understand that at all.
2: All right, well, thanks. Uh,
0: uh, tell you what, if you go down that way, about half a mile, there's a village. Um, there might be somebody there that speaks English. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. Sprechen Sie Deutsch?
1: Deutsch, nein. Sprichst du Deutsch? Deutsch? Nun, ein oder zwei Wörter, aber ich bin nicht <laughs>
0: fließend. So, I'm sorry for you help. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, you never know. Next time you're over, maybe we'll have learned a bit of English for you. <laughs> yeah, oder Deutsch vielleicht. <laughs> ja, das wäre toll.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can speak English. Mm, so can I. <laughs> 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 Let's
0: go but on to, uh... Yeah, just to say why I was always on board with Simon Peggy. Well, yeah see how funny he was in Big Train, is hilarious. And from that, every time I saw him in things, I was like, oh, it's that guy.
2: It's that guy again. I want to see,
0: what's he on about? I want to see what that's about. So I was, I was always switched on to Simon Pegg.
2: And if you're listening to this, Simon Pegg, our uh, email is roastedportions um, at. Ro- at ro- uh, what is it? FrameByFrame78 at gmail.com. FrameByFrame78 at gmail.com. Uh, please drop us a line. Uh, we've got some ideas. We yeah. do. We yeah. we do. Honestly, we've got some really, really messed up fun <laughs> ideas.
0: So, well, what they did to the so, the yeah. zombie thing, yes. now
2: turn the attention to action cinema. Action cinema, because it, it's an homage in a way, but it's their own homage. They're not. They're not just doing a rip off homage like the scary movie films or the, uh, you know, the, like the disaster, the lampoon films. They're, they're not spoofing them. No, yeah. uh, no. The Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg are. Are doing this homage to different genres. Yeah, and um, yeah, they've gone on to action—not just action film, but actually police, police action films. Yeah, British police action films. Well, not entirely that. Not really, because there are no British action police action films. Police action British. Yeah, no, we are a lot of TV. Scenes. I know. This is, this is what it's I'm convenient. trying to get over. So it's just plain action film. The yeah. genre. Yeah. 'Cause yeah, there's no detective thing about it, there's no uh, buddy cop. Put a sock in town mouse.
0: Yeah, you wanna be a big cop in a small town? Fuck off up the model village. And again, this is full yeah. of in jokes. Of course it is. So Nicholas Angel is named for is named after the music supervisor Nick Angel, who who works on Shawn of Dead Hot Puzzle, and World End. Great. The fictional Norris Avenue in the town of Sanford is named after action movie star Chris and Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris. No. <laughs> the town of Sanford is named after the stock town name used in British police training exercises.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Now that is research. That's. yeah. I that's like that. That's really good. No, not, not you, them. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. not me. It's just. Yeah, say on the th- internet. Th- don't say thank you on behalf of Edgar and Donovan. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you remember when he's um, yeah, yeah. when he gets stabbed in the hand by Father Christmas?
2: Yes, yes. Do you know who Father Christmas is? Oh, do you know what? Let me think. It was. No, I don't know. It's Peter Jackson. No way! That's no, Peter Jackson. That's Peter Jackson?
0: Yeah. And... What the um, fuck? Nicholas Angel's CSI girlfriend, you know, she's got the mask on. And um, she's doing some CSI and something, and she basically... Yes, yeah, and, and he that's, goes to
2: the wrong person. And you're, yeah, that's Kate that's Blanchett. Is it? Both of them are uncredited, but yeah, it's Did not recognise her. No. Did not recognise her, and I thought it was a hilarious joke when he went to the wrong person. And then, obviously, he's got the potted plant, which is a...
0: Uh, homage to Leon. Yeah, you know, you yeah,
2: know. yeah. The potted plant. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Nick Frost, Danny, asked Nicholas Angels a lot of questions about what action movies, cops movies he's done before. Like, as he jumped through the hair, firing his gun, and he just, all the things Mad he asked him. was wasn't it? Yeah. Well, all the things that yeah. he asked him has he done? They end up doing in the film because yeah. he said, like, have you ever, uh, have you ever jumped through the air while shooting your gun? No. Have you ever pointing the gun in the air and, sh- and screamed? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done that? Have you ever said, said a witty one-liner? And everything that he's asked him to ever done, and he's never done, he end up doing in the film. He, James it,
2: Bond's. Can I just mention James Bond's? Because we got in Hot Fuzz, we have uh, yeah, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. He's who, really good. He is good. He's actually better in this than he was ever as James Bond. <laughs> yeah. To be to be fair, and mean yeah, yeah. you know he didn't really have the right scripts in for those James Bonds. I don't think he they had the uh, enthusiasm for his role at that time. No, not really. It was bad luck for Because him.
0: they wanted Pierce Brosnan for it and yeah. Pierce was doing that Remington steal and he, he was Damn straight yeah, really and he couldn't it. do it, so he yeah.
2: got him to think thinking, oh god. Yeah, so we'll just use him. I
0: thought he was high, was a good one. I,
2: I yeah, I, I kinda of felt as though it was a bit flat but but yeah but Timothy, Timothy Dalton in this is he's an he's an incredibly sly kind of a character in this topic. He is yeah. really
0: devious I if we bashed your head in all sorts of secrets that come
2: to yeah, there's um there's a few things that I noticed as well. Um, the just changing the subject, the, the product placement. We didn't talk about product placement in short, the Dead, right? There was a, a, a few things yeah. that were kind foster's. of fosters. Fosters, they drink. Yeah, cornetto, of course, which is the thread through between all the films.
0: Well, the thing with the cornetto thing, yeah. is it was just in the script. Where yeah, because uh, Edgar Wright, every time he had a hangover, the thing that sorted him out was, was the a cornetto. cornetto. So, yeah, so they sent him out to
2: go and get a cornetto. Yeah, so
0: well, they didn't send him out. Sean's like saying, "I'm just going to nip to the shop. Do you want anything?" in Ed's just there goes cornetto?
2: You know. Yeah, but so, the nip to the shop thing is also in Hot Fuzz because that's what uh, um, the that's what they say in the car. I said, "Do you, you want to go out to the shop?" go out to so the shop seems to be the uh, the buzzword of those two films yeah but that well like I
0: said so when the Sorry. he got the Cornetto and obviously uh, they see the zombies and they say what should we do we'll just watch the TV and they're sat there eating the Cornetto yeah. that's the red Cornetto which would signify the blood the blood of the that's blood that blood right yeah but when it premiered um, Cornetto who was Cornetto was it Nestle uh, walls walls yes walls oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were really happy yeah walls gave loads of free cornettos out at the premier and edgar Wright thought this is great we'll do <laughs> it again, we'll do it again. <laughs> so we'll they put the cornetto which is a blue one which would signify the police you know yes and then no yeah. one did it. There was no Cornettos
2: at the, the premiere of that, but uh, Fuzz, there. But
0: then they were sort of yeah. into it. Then they, to, they called it the Carnetel trilogy. Yeah,
2: which they is have to put it in the third one. Fair enough, you know. And uh, but I think in Hot Fuzz they uh, they played a lot of the uh, the product placement card a lot in that film. But uh, you mentioned the other day that well, yeah, because uh, the I thing about independent films is that they films are expensive.
0: Yeah, and indie films don't get a lot of money to make yes. a film by yeah. the standards of what Hollywood would. So. Product, they need they need to do a little bit of product placement to just get a bit more money to make these films.
2: Product placement is often seen as being quite a negative thing. I expect, mm. But it's only if you're actually a multi-billion dollar um, um, company that should be able to afford to make good quality films, Yeah. Um, such as Michael Bay. You've got the money, dude. Just lay off the frickin' product placement. Well, that's
0: what I mean. You've got 100 million... Dollars to make a film, and they still do product placement just to make a little bit more profit yeah, for, just the, to, for the wealthy business it, yeah. interest than yeah. a financing these films. Yeah,
2: but for a for a, yeah. a the, the the big difference that we kind of touched upon in our little chat, our little text message chat, was that an independent film won't just do a product placement; they will find a way of using that product placement yes. to in, in to put it into the film so it has a meaning. And for, for Edgar Wright, he, put, he does more than that. I mean, Summerfield, for example. He, you know, I'm not just going to have Summerfield as, as kind of like an investment for to fund the film. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to do a whole scene in a Summerfield. Well, he used to work at Summerfield. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He's actually, okay, I yeah. Such, of course he did. Yeah, he worked there at weekends and
0: uh, holidays and stuff. And
2: oh my god! That's this right. is a little
0: factoid for you as well. <laughs> is when they were closing when Summerfield was closing down, and the one he used to work at, he asked to buy the S of the Summerfield, which he actually has in his house.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, and it's... the money that you give, donated to the charity.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, some, yeah, Summerfield doesn't. It, it's a supermarket that we had years ago. Um, it managed to outlive quick save, but still wasn't able to get over the Tesco Sainsbury's uh, no. uh, conglomerate Morrisons you name it um, but so Summerfield is in this film quite a bit in fact they even did the miniature version in the miniature village that was brilliant that. and Timothy Dalton trips on a Sainsbury's delivery van <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that steeple that impalement that, that impalement is like it really
1: hurts <laughs> Cream.
0: Yeah, well, don't worry. There's plenty of ice cream at the station. <laughs> that's
2: and correct. that's when we get the cornetto reference as well, there isn't there? He, he says, "Can I have an ice cream." The cornetto reference in that is, of course, when they're actually eating, sitting there eating cornettos in the uh, and they react to the brain freeze. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's when the. Yeah. They're just waiting for it to
2: catch some speed in yeah. it. Mm. But it's you know, you know none of these things. I mean, in, in any other film, when you get these blatant references in, in to their own personal experiences in their own lives, they are blatant and they stand out and they they are they pull you out of the movie. But for some reason, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg no matter what they put in their movie, they make sure that it works. For the film, and it, yeah. it, it enhances the film. Nothing is nothing is put in there for their for their absolute ignorance. I think if there was anything that didn't look right in the film, they just basically have to get rid of it. Mm. Uh, they would say, "No, we're not going to do that. It's it, people won't get it." Yeah, everything is there to either you know, and for the layman like me who doesn't get all these references that you've 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 mentioned, um, they don't. Stand out as something that I uh, that makes me go. I don't get that. Yeah, I just sure. kind of accept it and move on. And it's because it's part of the film. There's probably hundreds of references in there that I've not yeah,
0: seen. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you said before, it's these films that means different things to different people. Yes. People, you know, I've seen all them, so I can grab those references. But yeah. you've never seen other things, got other references from it. That's intelligent.
2: It is. it is. It is intelligent design, yeah. and um, that this is why they are doing so well. And I'm, I'm, I'm. I've kind of, I've really elevated my opinion of Simon Pegg. I think I was kind of slipping a little bit because I felt as though he was moving out of reach from his fans, and and not not so much his fans, but his, you know, the fear. Mm. But I realise now that the fear has never left him. It's still with him, and they're all working on that. They're still working on that. They're they're doing bigger things. But they're taking that fear with them. Because but it's the taking Scors- risks. Yeah,
0: it's the Scorsese, De Niro, the uh, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, the Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg. Yeah, Edgar Wright can get the best out of Simon when they work together. Together, yeah,
2: yeah. That's when great. You don't happen. want them to split up. Like it's, it's uh, like Anton Deck. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> with <laughs> with the two runnies, the
0: foreheads. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, they they do so well. But they also aren't afraid to go off and do their own thing.
0: No, that's it, but it's like when um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frosted Paul. Have you ever seen that?
2: Yes, yeah. It's good, but you kind
0: of. Oh, I wish Edgar a had directed it. Maybe, would maybe it would
2: have been. Yeah, it would have taken it up to a level. It would have been stylized, as, yeah. a, as opposed to just a sort of good, decent a film. A film where they're in yeah. together. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know what? you're right, because I, I kind of. I think that's probably one of the films where I kind of felt like, oh, mm, these two again. But you'd never feel that about The World's End. You don't go. Oh, these these two again. Here we go. No, this is great. But Hot Fuzz, yeah, I'm, I, I I'm glad I watched it the second time because it made, it, I, it was a lot better. The it's time. really
0: funny. It's really <laughs> funny. I love that he kicks that old woman in the face. You know, towards the end when he's about to unleash this the hell on the town. You know. Yeah, yeah. the old people. But yeah, when he's just walking and she gets this gun out, and just kicks her <laughs> kicks her in the face, and knocks her out. Yeah, Something I love it.
2: Yeah, and and uh, was that just over the fence, wasn't it? And then she, yeah. she's got a bloody nose. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that. just yeah. about
0: sort of, like police. It's got that supernatural cult, cult thing. Yeah, cult yeah. Thing
2: which is kind around. of like an X Files uh, references to it. Yeah, it's like, um, like the Red Museum kind of a cult, mm. um, which, which I think for America there was there was more of a reference to the um, that, that that kind of a. I think that would be more significant to America Mm. than to Britain I think we we kind of get it but we don't always kind of explore that as much as they do yeah Um, even though we've got these ancient druids that go to Stonehenge every year and Jerk off. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the idea. Of it, <laughs> I don't know what they do. <laughs> well, so. the
0: idea of just having like the reason all these people are dying is because of a little bit of an embarrassment to the town. Yeah,
2: they want to make the pre- town look pretty imperfect, and they don't yeah. want that. But everything that they mention that is that is wrong with the town in the beginning, and all of it all of you know, uh, um, it was what's his name, the Jim uh, Broadbent is the. Police, const, uh, yeah, police it's, um, superintendent. Yeah,
0: Nick Frost, dad, isn't it? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah every, everything that he says that's wrong in the town is is everything that uh, Simon Pegg finds in that um, in that moose. Um, what is it like a crypt? Yeah, like an underground crypt. Yeah, of, you've got that
0: bearded There is a funny between Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. There's like a, a homoerotic thing.
1: Oh, in, with in, Nick, yeah,
0: yeah. Just in Hot Fuzz, it's not as much with Shaun and the Dead, but with Hot Fuzz, it yeah. definitely is. You know when he's like you just need to learn how to let go and he, he looks at him in the eyes and he's like I don't think I know how and it's like a real sort of yeah it's brilliant it's really good um, and the swan because they're, they're the trying swan. to find the swan all the way through pot, yeah. Pot fuzz, yeah and it's the swan that saves at the end doesn't it because when Timothy Dalton's off in the car he goes off the he off looks the road, at and yeah. it, it's great comic timing where he just looks in the rear view mirror and you see a swan's head pop through and I'm pretty sure it's a homage to like a Jurassic Park thing or something because when he looks around the swan just Gah! at the camera and then, yeah. he cr- then he crashes the car. You oh, know. Right. yeah, so I never really
2: saw that, but so it's the Swan that basically saves the day. Why, why, why do they have to have all the pensioners running around page? Because that hadn't been done before, I guess.
0: It is, and it's it's turning this action cinema thing on its head. Where yeah. Usually, it's like vibrant, young, healthy Russian, cr- Russian, but, Russian, yeah, nasties. but yeah, <laughs> but they're just old people who've got like a, a oh, gun underneath
2: them And they must have loved it. Oh, brilliant! And so you know, and it's like these these people are probably so proud to have hot fuzz on there CV because they were able to run around and, sh- and shoot guns. Yeah. Like they've never done that before. I'm sure many of them have never ever had that e- that experience.
0: And worth noting is Edward Woodwards final screen performance. Yeah. He died shortly after, I think. Oh. He was a good actor.
2: There's a, a western element to Hot Fuzz as well. The whole standoff in the town square and yeah, he comes know, in on the yeah. horse. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's that that a little bit touch into the western because they are also action films
0: yeah of course yeah, yeah.
2: Um as much as, as as they are science fiction you know with Guardians of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy it's a western as well in space you Yeah, I see that as well um, yeah and, and a good all round comedy brilliant
0: that's the thing with all these films there's so many layers but if you just set back and just go they're really funny great comedies that's
2: it, yes do you fancy another one
1: yeah,
0: go on. let's get another
2: another one. In. Another. Um, can we have another drink, please? yes. I think we ought to go for the Golden Mile.
0: Yes. So the art, the last of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Is the
2: world's end, Stephen? And this was, this was actually the first film I uh, no I watched Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz when they when they first came out. Yeah. I, I kind of like, it was a little bit cold on Hot Fuzz when the first time I watched it, but on the second time around because I knew that in the future we were going to review these yeah. I started with World's End
1: Ever had one of those nights that starts out like any other
2: but ends up being the best night of your life I did our goal that
1: night was simple 12 pubs 12 pints from the first post to the world's end but that night we never made it
2: the world's end was totally not what I expected it to be no it's not it that, yeah First
0: time I watched it, it was not what I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. Firstly, Simon Pegg being an annoying arsehole. Yeah, different
2: totally different.
0: But it, yeah, he shows he's got range, that guy, because he's mm-hmm. a real asshole.
2: There's one thing that I do find fascinating about this character that started me going back and thinking what are what are the other characters mirror in, in terms of cinema characters? Mm. In this film, he looks like a. Uh, And easier to get along with Begbie from Train Spotting. He looks like Robert Carlyle in Train Spotting in this movie, very much so. And I kept on watching it, and I kind of thinking this could have been Robert Carlyle in Train Spotting, so much so. Because what I
0: get from him as a character is, um, it's a put. It's like the Matthew McConaughey character out of Days and Confused. Days and where Confused. Is a guy who never left school. Like everyone like Matthew McConaughey in that film everyone else when they've left school to go and do their own things, but he's still hanging around. No,
1: man. No, man, I tell you. That's what I love about these high school girls,
2: man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do
0: that carries a tragic character yeah. he's obviously become Again, a, an alcoholic but mm. you know he's um, he never left school that was his the happiest time where he was a cool kid everyone looked up to him and he stayed that person but he's never you know he's ne- he's not, everyone else is mature and evolved involved yeah, but he yeah. stayed that same person yeah
2: I had no idea he was in that film yeah um, yeah yeah I remember he's exactly. actually touched upon um but yeah, and it's that perpetual adolescence again, mm-hmm. such as touched upon in, in Shaun of the Dead, uh, which is a complete contrast to the uh, the character he was in Hot Fuzz, as this guy who was yeah. driven and wanted to be overzealous about everything that he did, he had to be perfect about everything he did, but had no personal life whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but it, they, funny enough, the the same thing happens. The the actual condition of that personality was the same; had the same. Effect on his life around him. Mm. You're either going to be a, a, a child and push everybody away, or you're going to be completely driven and self involved about your career and push everybody away. So it's really Simon Pegg's characters in this trilogy is all about pushing people away mm. and not being able to uh, uh, to keep the people who are most important close to him. And I think he's, he's a real anti hero, isn't he? Yes, I mean, this this Especially is a kind of. Well this is the here This is the per- this is this is Ed's character in Sean yeah. of the Dead in a way, where he's this this obscene guy who just you know no, that people don't really like him, but they kind of just follow him around yeah. uh, because they can't help themselves. And, and again, there's motivation for this this group of of, of uh, middle class or you know business people, lawyers, who are all the characters, all his friends, who decide that they're going to go back on this pub crawl
0: well he convinces him doesn't he, he does. by saying that his
2: mum's died in their in his own way he, he figures it out how to get them all together and he just does it with his one big lie it's great it's great but, it's a horrible thing to lie about
0: edgar i actually tried to do a pub crawl in the the town we grew up at yeah and that's that's where the idea came from is he actually you know his friends actually tried to do it and he, he made it to like six pubs and that was it he was out of it like and,
2: yeah, I don't think I don't think I've ever ever been on a pub crawl that hasn't been completed. I think it's a brave thing to do, this kind of thing to actually go through. I mean, was it twelve pubs? Uh, yeah,
0: I, I, and the name of the pubs Shadow. Everybody, oh, is it's, it? Really? Yeah.
2: Is, does this happen to involve a list, Mister <laughs> Lewin?
0: <laughs> the first pub they go to is called the First Post. The second pub we go to is the Old Familiar, which looks identical to the First Post, which is hilarious. You know when they, they go into the first pub and they like, uh, you know, like, yeah, have a drink and then they're on to the next one. They're all familiar. This is where it starts. And they go in and it looks identical, just franchise pub. Yes. And it was a really funny gag. Yeah. Uh, they meet the town's famous crazy old man Basil in the famous cock. They fight the robot teenagers in the cross hands. They see local drug dealer Reverend Green in the trusted servant. Uh-huh. They fight the robot twins in the two-headed dog. The gang is tempted by robot women at the Mermaid. Gary King slams his head against the wall at the King's Head. A car is driven through the hole in the wall, which makes an actual hole in the wall, and the world ends at the World's End. The fight choreography in this film—well,
2: in all in all three films, in there's all three, a yeah. lot of it. There's a lot of hard graft in this. That kind well, of—I think
0: especially the World's End. Yeah. Some of it, I I can't be sure, but it seems like it's like shot for shot redone of a Jackie Jam film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, or at least... They just wanted to up themselves, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, they wanted to up themselves on this one. They they knew this was the last of the trilogy, they had to go out on the bangs. But it's amazing, because you don't really think of Nick Frost and Simon as being quite fit, agile people, but they bloody well give it a good world in this one. And I'm pretty sure everybody um, is...
0: Yeah. it ...returns for this film, I'm sure of it, because Martin Freeman... Yeah, he was in... He, 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 uh, he was in The Will's End. He played the bizarre old Liz from um, it was Shaun of, the Dead, Shaun of the Dead and in Hot Fuzz. And he's the police sergeant in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Mark Heap, um, who's from Spaced. He uh, is a barkeeper. He um, was always the... Yeah, he's the barkeeper. Julia Deacon is the innkeeper. And Michael Smiley is Reverend Green.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Paddy Considane, he's... Um, Raffae Spall in Oliver's Costume who played Andy one of the Andys in Hot Fuzz and um, he was David Bradley Basil, he also was in Hot Fuzz um, Bill Nighy who played stepdad Philip and Sean and the chief inspector in Fuzz runs the voice of the network
2: Naha. ha
0: uh, Shearsmith, Smith one of the shifty twins who are loyal to the network was Bizarro David and Sean and um, nice. Nicola Cunningham, who's Bloody Murray, in Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead, Dead, she's in his AA meeting. Oh at the very yeah, and she's sat next to him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you? Do I, I actually did think the guy on the right who speaks to you. know, were, were you disappointed about not getting all the pubs? He looked like he was sitting like a zombie. I don't know why I kind of made that reference. Uh, but I kind of made that thought yeah. that he was just sitting there like a bent zombie, just like a like a te- like a like a starched T-shirt on the, on the, on the chair. He just kind of looked the zombie-like. I don't yeah. know why. I just got a... Just, could be. Just a little, no. little hint. I don't know. Yeah. just kind of wanted to think that there was another reference in there that I could get. Because <laughs> I think uh, I have not got... All, well, pretty much, I've got a couple of references, but not all these. Yeah, careful. Floor's <clears throat> a bit pissy. Wasn't me. That was me. Did that back in 90. 1990. Punch the shit out of the wall. <laughs> I don't know why. It
1: seemed important at the time. You guys look like you're having a good night, though. I'm doing the gold mile tonight, you know.
2: Tag along. You could be like the six musketeers.
1: I said, we're doing the golden mile. You think you're so cool, don't you? Huh? But well, we were cooler. We own this town. Paved the way for you lot. We blazed a trail. Hey, look at me when I'm talking to you. Please don't. Oh, don't what?
0: You don't want to do that.
2: <laughs> oh, don't
0: I? Self-intervention type thing.
2: Yeah, I think it's a really clever psychological... Um... Spin on a character. This yeah. is, you know, it, it's not only is he actually aware that this is what he's doing; it, he's desperately trying to deny that this is the only thing he has. Yeah. And I think that's incredible strength in character. There's so much depth yeah. in that character. Like he's still
0: driving the same car that he yeah, sold yeah. his friends sold him years ago. He still got. He goes, God, that sounds like that cassette. I did you back at
2: school? Yeah, that's the same cassette. Same cassette. He's never, left. never left that era. And there's an
0: accent, isn't there? So something happened, there was an accident which Gary ran away from
2: it's, yeah, which I think might vaguely be of loosely, thing. yeah, it's not really blatant, it's not like he doesn't revisit it right, they don't think. force him well, to well first
0: we learn the details of Andy's accident and how it wasn't Gary's drinking that he's bitter about but the fact that Gary abandoned him also when Gary is told to show them his arm to prove he's human, he becomes nervous and chooses instead to bash his head as proof we don't realize until later why he would not show his arm, but uh, but because of the bandages, it's obviously a shame that doesn't express to see a weakness in him. You know, he's maybe been self-harming. He's like a really depressed. Character. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, 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 I kind of thought that. I thought, was he hiding? What? What is he hiding? But then, then they don't make a point of it.
0: Do you think him leaving his phone was on purpose?
2: Leaving his phone. You know, he
0: leaves his phone and his mum rings so they know that he's lied about his yeah. mum being. Gary thinks we should keep up with the crawl because they know what we're doing, but they don't know that we know what they're doing, and basically, no one else has a better idea. So fuck it
2: Yeah, because there's an element of that in life where you, you, a lie you feel so bad about saying that you kind of uh, you kind of let yourself get caught. No, I don't know.
0: Because I th- I think he did. I think he probably left it. Um mainly because I think he'd already spoken to his mum and he knew she was going to phone back and yeah. this was like a way of maybe even if he was just going to get in an argument over it an argument for didn't him didn't have to be here, there because they, they were talking about just leaving and going weren't they mm. and then all of a sudden by leaving his phone and finding out his mum's still alive an argument to, to him is better than just being on his own still keeping them angry but staying with him
2: yeah, but he couldn't be there in front of them to say Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alive, my mum's is all alive But he had to lose. Yeah, maybe Maybe I didn't didn't touch upon that so deeply Because I thought I honestly think you but could, Everything think happens went, for a reason yeah.
0: yeah And I think they really went to town on this character As being really
2: tormented, really
1: hmm.
0: It's only at the end of the film where he has a purpose
1: Yeah
2: yeah. He turns into this this Western warrior, this this Mad Max kind of character. Yeah, but, yeah incredible.
0: But fighting against but, people who don't accept the these new these robot versions of who they yeah, once were. He's fighting, like fighting for, for them.
2: equality and, yeah. and 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 fighting for his space friends that he put into. You know, yeah. as as zombies, he brings them in, like just like he did with his fans for Space. Yeah. Brings them all in. So there is a parallel to his personality, and I think that, that Edgar Wright did say that a lot of the films they were kind of dealing with their own parts of them, the elements of their personalities. Yeah, and maybe this is just one of those things. Maybe he is there a possible fear that that because he has gotten so successful that he he, he wondered if his fans were not with him. And that he wanted to kind of say that, you know, uh, you, you're still there. I'm still taking you. I'm going to protect you from these bad guys who no. t- tell you that you're all there, uh, you know, just following some money grabbing guy. Because he's not that. He's just not that at all. So it's
0: not like with the other two films, they reference so many films. where this one doesn't seem to be no. as much
2: like that. It's, it's, it references life more than yeah. it references art. There are my mm.
0: parallels, good. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: but there are, yeah. there's like, there's the obvious
0: parallel to the thing, you know, yeah. when they like looking claustrophobia, and nope. when, when they're doing that scene when they're trying to say like that birthmark you had, have you still got it to find out whether yeah. they've been assimilated or not,
2: and you know, that's it, yeah, that's, that's like I didn't mean claustrophobia, I did mean paranoia, yes, yeah. paranoia, yeah, yeah. perfect, the thing, definitely, but it's not, yeah, it's not as thick, not as uh, heavy going. With the references, but you would expect it because it was a the genre was science fiction. Mm. They didn't mention Star Wars, Star Trek. No, there were no direct references to science fiction because the film wasn't science fiction until they went into that third was it third or fourth pub
0: th- Yeah, where the uh, end up, he tries to engage with that teenager in the toilet, doesn't he? But at least and he gets annoyed with him. He ends up fighting and smashing his enemy. Yeah. That's that's when they found out that his mum's not alive. Exactly at the same alive, time. Yeah. And so then they come into the toilet to sort of, yeah. of it, confront him about it, yeah. and end up in that really great fight, fight scene.
2: Yeah. But isn't that an incredible thing to have so much going on that is just normal everyday life, that to then suddenly put the spin on it, make it extraordinary, and it echoes. Yeah. It echoes films like, um, <laughs> The War's End echoes uh, an earlier film by Robert Rodriguez, the, um, the uh, From Dust Till Dawn film, oh, yeah. where half the film is, is a road movie with, with killers, and the second part of the film is vampires. Yeah,
0: the first time I had no idea about the vampire thing when I went watching that film. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> went and watched it because you Quentin Tarantino was in it. And I didn't, I didn't really know that much about it. We I mean, mate, Matt wanted to watch it, so I just went in with him blind. And then he knew come. about it. But he didn't tell me. And then you were so, like,
2: "What's going on?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was great. But for people who weren't weren't aware of that kind of a uh, genre, where we're, we're kind of used to that now, you know, sometimes that happens in films where suddenly it just completely changes yeah. direction. But never so blatant as it was for From Dust or Dawn and for World's End. It was a clear cut, blatant. It was it was just normal film then all of a sudden science fiction they didn't actually have science fiction all the way through like they have with Hot Fuzz where it was just action all the way through or with Gone with Shaun of the Dead it was you know Ordinary Life Dick followed by Zombie Apocalypse yeah, yeah, yeah so you know it was a little bit the, the, the actual structure it was slightly different
0: yeah, yeah it was a yeah, character
2: driven drama about guys who needed to have that that one yeah. last chance of the mind yeah
0: and they still yeah when they find out that you know it's the network mm-hmm. which actually isn't it doesn't want to harm anybody it just wants to assimilate mankind and make it more peaceful and perfect like the television. network thinks it is
2: like television
0: yeah
2: so there were, there's yeah meaning secret meaning behind this to indoctrinate the masses yeah perhaps we always keep coming back to this don't we we do we can't help it we yeah. know we've just gotten out of a sticky situation and enjoying a, a nice drink at a yeah, nice bar, yeah, I and mean, you never know who might be listening. Yeah. You got to be careful.
0: But I think, yeah, I think there is part of us. There's part of that. Um, the extraterrestrial elements are used to tell a human story. The network and the blanks. Yeah, the common blanks don't yeah. great. The network and the blanks create a perfect metaphor for the compl- complacency and the, that detaches us from what is most important in life. Under the network, life seems much happier for people. But they essentially lose what it is to be human.
2: Yeah, like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well, know, it is, definitely yeah echoes that.
0: Yeah, especially when they see them, they point at them while that blue comes out of the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: thing is, in these films is cliched no, really no. No.
0: Yeah, it's, they're, they're too good uh, filmmakers mm. to, to be that too good
2: yeah yeah because yeah. I wondered why the blue I really did I thought why blue
0: so I never even thought about
2: that it really bothered yeah it's just, why blue <laughs> why blue maybe it's something to do with ink because there's blue ink and the red ink <laughs> and they didn't and have... there's green ink <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really, really want to find a reference that nobody's ever done of before. So the world's end. They get to the world's end pub, which is where this this pub was actually this this pub here in um the, the Gardener's Arms pub. Doesn't look like the, the film set, but
0: no, it's quite quaint and nice. Probably got a lot of money to do it up.
2: Well.
0: So <laughs> yeah, when you get to the world's end, though, it's um, that's when he breaks down, isn't it?
2: yes because it's no, desperate a, desperately got to have that point it becomes an yeah. ultimate you know yeah because cannot live without that that finality he's got to finish it got to finish it and um, desperation
0: but it's I think that's a really touching scene Yes. yeah you know where he just he just loses it he's got nothing to
2: and then and then all of a sudden then, well then up. it's
0: like Nick Frost is then trying to say I you don't I haven't got anything my wife left me yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, essentially, we're none lost. of us
2: are none of us are, are are successful. You know, we even the successful people have it's problems. It's all about
0: yeah. what it looks like on the surface, yeah, and you know, what's underneath. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, and my course, fence again. Yeah, and then what happens when they pull the point They find out what is underneath. Exactly. Yeah, they go right down. Yeah, That's it. and
0: that little that argument but yeah, with yeah. the network is hilarious.
1: Son, um, I'm guessing we're not the only glitch in your system.
0: It is true, the network has been experiencing some difficulties.
1: I think you bit off more than you could chew with Earth, mate. Yeah, because we are more belligerent, more stubborn and more idiotic than you could possibly imagine. I am not just talking about Gary. Yeah, there's more than one Gary King. But you said... I fucking know what I fucking said. Your reliance on profanity is a measure of your immaturity as a man and as a species. Why don't you just... Get in your rocket and fuck off back to Legoland, you cunt. Yeah, stop fucking starbucking us, man. Yeah. It's our duty to challenge you. Just leave us to our own devices, you intergalactic asshole. You misunderstand. <laughs> we are trying. Nobody's listening. If you don't leave. it. We are the human race, and we don't like being told what to do. Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free. Uh. We wanna be free to do what we wanna do! Yeah! We wanna get loaded! Yeah! And we wanna have a good time. And that's what we're gonna do.
0: It's pointless arguing with you. You will be left to your own devices. Really? Yeah. Fuck it. And that's it. Yeah. Apocalypse, <laughs> because we didn't know that iPhones and everything would be networked through all this. We're being watched and spied by the network through all the social media things we do. Again, NSA
2: files. And of course, that's why the um, uh, Martin Freeman character had his Bluetooth thing on there. So we could communicate with his... uh, And it's Bluetooth. Like the blue... There you
0: go! There's the blue you f
1: inside and outside blew his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around cause he ain't got nobody to listen
2: found it found it found it I knew it was there somewhere <laughs> that's why they had blue blood yeah, yeah. so Thank the
0: apocalypse you. starts is because they created all this technology to try and assimilate us and when they decide to go and leave us cause you there's
2: nothing yeah. they can do for humanity. And yeah, a uh, but but it's not the typical. It's like an electric storm, Yeah. rather than just an explosion. It was uh, like a big pulse bomb. Well, we discussed before about what would happen if
0: they took the internet away. That's yeah. what they do. The network the takes network. the internet away, and the world stops.
2: Yeah, and they have to grow their own potatoes again. Yeah, fantastic. They couldn't. They they they've ended it now. The trilogy. Are they planning on making? They, they, any
0: they'll more? definitely. I think they, they've said they'll always work together. So, There'll always be a time not to make necessarily
2: a film. A tr- uh, to, to
0: extend the trilogy. No, no, no. I don't think it was ever intended to be when they did Shaun of the Dead. No. But it's just a Cornetal thing happened and people latched onto it.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. And um... But
0: I hope they keep working together because when they work together, they work... They, do, they make they work the hard. best they make the best work they, they have the together. fear
2: they have the fear yeah. when they work together and I think they push each other to make it better yeah. and that's that's what filmmaking should be
0: you know what you're talking about this you know there's 12 pubs yeah. well, isn't is there 12
2: steps in
0: Alcoholics Anonymous 12 steps yeah to get off the, the drink it's a 12
2: step process apparently oh right just and, 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 it, and I think he sobers up towards the end because they're just drink water they just drink water at the very end yeah. wow yeah. There's your 5% proof. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Right, um, there's 4% proof. 4% Thank mm, you, Fosters, for cheaping us out.
0: Melbourne established 1888. I thought Melbourne was older than that.
2: Yeah, yeah, n- n- no. Yeah. yeah. Fosters. So, there we go,
0: anyway. That's um, the Cornetto trilogy. Loved it. Brilliant, Loved it. brilliant, perfect little trilogy. i oh, the, they don't do prequels. <laughs>
1: No, prequels
0: I'm just thinking of a trilogy ironically
2: it could be that, that Simon Pegg actually um, makes a better prequel trilogy than Stars. Wars you know? yeah.
1: nah.
0: nah they wouldn't do it
1: no, I think no, they just, are, they, we, the way they
0: work so well is because they've aged as well so in yeah. Sean he looks that age yeah. in Hot Fuzz he looks the age that he should be to be this like a, elite policeman and then in World's End he looks the age to be this washed up alcoholic kind of guy you know the films have aged with them
2: I can, can I also mention the parallel with the deer hunter in the first film Right. how um, Sean looks so much like um, uh, Christopher Walken um, and having the dart in the head oh yeah it's like a, a throwback to Russian roulette and the, the red thing around the head he looks so course, much like yeah. a, a, a Christopher Walken in that
0: I've never heard anyone make that parallel and you've done it though is that my reference that's your reference you've got it one that no one else has done wow I'll Google it, but I don't think so.
2: I don't think so either. I think we can move off. Okay, that bartender will uh, have the bill.
1: You know, I want to take this opportunity to, to let the people know how they can contact our friends at Frame by Frame. They do that podcast you know, two guys, yeah. They do the podcast, okay? So they're, how... They're, they're nice. the are like a forest, which is a beautiful thing. Exactly. And so if you want to, 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 to do the communicating thing, you know, the social networking uh, thing... Yeah, you can yeah. Uh, you can tweet those guys tweet. at Frame by Frame 78. If you'd like to go to the website, that would be www. Roastedportions.com hey, 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 hey. You don't need to do the WW, It's implied that it's going to be the world wide web People need to know that Okay, Just go to roastedportions.com okay? You go down on the right hand side You've got the social connections You can you can talk to the people Who do the show You can even talk to uh, uh, The people who made that movie You know CACO3 Who'd want to talk to those mooks I don't know they made a pretty interesting movie right well, It was in black and white yeah, black and white. I yeah, like you know, that. We like black and white because and there's also some trees in that movie too. Oh trees. It's like, like being in a forest which is a beautiful thing. Other connections, you can really get to know these people on YouTube as well and if you want to comment on their on their podcast, I urge you to do that. Okay. Yeah, I think it is a, a proper, really nice thing if people want to start contacting so these subscribe guys. Subscribe to them and then comment. I mean, it's just just polite, you know. Also, you can email them at framebyframe seventy eight at gmail That's it. I think that's everything wrapped up. So, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and plant a tree somewhere. Okay, you go plant some trees. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go plant a tree. I'm gonna go tweet. You tweet. I'll plant a tree. It's us,